Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. late night news show like at the scene you know when like the news camera comes in and they're like they've got those bright lights on you and they're like what happened and you're like the guy went that way oh you're an eyewitness yeah eyewitness that thank you <laughs> a, a person at a place where a thing happened you yeah. mean an eyewitness yeah yeah you know like that guy who comes out and he's like if that's how you talk you'd be great as one trying to be on the yeah go real viral he went that way <laughs> i yeah Hi. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Have you practiced in the mirror what you would say if you were a witness to something and the news was like, what happened here? What? No, I can't practice what I would say because I don't know what happened yet. You can't make it up in advance and then like rehearse your story and then like get it wrong. You'd be, have you seen Nightcrawler, the movie Nightcrawler with, um, not John Leguizamo, not John Lorquette. Uh, John Laramie. John Jake Gyllenhaal Ham. Oh, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. No, I have not. Is it good? It's very good, and that it's all about oh, like that... eyewitness. No, I have. I have. He's it's like super creepy, and he goes down to a very. Yes, I'm totally lying. Yes, I have seen that, and that is kind of what I feel like right now. It's like because we've got this new setup mm-hmm. uh, to get some capture some video. Yep. And these ring lights are wild. I just think ring lights are wild. I think the new era in which we have ring lights is wild. You're blown away by a ring light? Listen, I didn't have the internet when I was a kid. A ring light is like a fucking amazing invention to me. It is crazy that somebody was like, I wonder if we can make that flashlight flat. <laughs> and they were like, I think we can make it flat. And what can we do to make people look the most beautiful? Because you know, like that circle that it does in your pupils? Yeah, it so makes, it makes me, me so horny. Yeah, it makes you look so fucking... I'm fucking horny about it. <laughs> I'm horny for a ring light. <laughs> What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. And calling shit out and... And um, come heavy topics like ring lights and... (laughs) Come heavy topics (laughs) like ring lights. (laughs) Sorry. Man, that's really funny. It is horny, though. Everybody on Twitter is like, Aries season this, Aries season that. Makes me roll my eyes. Until I realize, as an Aries, yeah, oh, they're nail, they're nailing it because I want to nail it. You got, <laughs> you're an Aries. I'm an Aries. There's Aries, mad and Aries energy around. It was just a full moon, like even my fucking house is jizzing. Like today, I had another burst pipe, the second in a month, in the same wall, and I called my awesome plumber, uh, Pete the Plumber. If you're in LA look him up he's fantastic and this time they sent a a two-man duo who ripped open my wall and clamped my burst pipe and i was like oh my god yes this is like (laughs) no wonder all of the fucking dudes in porn are like they show up and they're like there to fix something it's because it's hot it's just hot like get under my sink look around dig around in there you know, and then clamp Everything, my pipe, baby. I'm here, yeah, innuendo days. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. My wall was wet, and they and these two men came, clamped my pipe. Yeah, I mean, and, and he was like, and they're both masked, you know, so it's like all the, that eye, you know, and I was like, maybe he thinks I'm cute. Maybe maybe he's thinking about me while he's clamping my pipe. He's <laughs> <laughs> fixing your wall. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, your walls are horny. My that, walls are horny. Well, my- yeah, please. What? No, I was going to say my dog is horny. Like Archie's over here fucking his panda. Like, you know, the poor panda is like ovulating and Archie really needs to knock it up. It's everyone's horny. It's hot. You're going to like light your house on fire just <laughs> to, to have firefighters come running in yes. with a hose and spray you down. <laughs> please come over, Mr. Fireman. <laughs> and then I'm just like in a bra and underwear on the front lawn. Like, oh, no. Sexual ar- arson is a very funny idea. <laughs> I am a fire sign and I do need some water thrown on me to cool me the fuck down because, wow, I am burning hot. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, everybody's getting vaccined, hopefully. And with that comes a lot of like, what is it? March, April? It's currently, yeah, it's going to be April this week. April to May, May to June, June to July, July to August, August to September, September to October, October to November, November to December, December to January. So January 2022 is going to be like so many babies. It is going to be a baby boom. Yeah. Yeah. Right after Christmas, the you get another gift. (laughs) 
and you get a baby and you get a baby and you get a baby. Listen, everyone, have safe sex. It's it's a crazy Yo. time out there. You know, get vaccinated and then use condoms and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And also be mentally uh, prepared and emotionally prepared for people to explode on you because they've been alone for a year. So maybe book a therapy session for afterwards. That's a great call. Yeah. Do you think that there's there's going to be like how much cum has been built up? How many? How oh, much no, no, men, no. Nope. We're nope. not going there. I'm not okay. going down this road because the, when you did this the last time and you were like, how much masturbation is happening and how many buckets of cum and how many gallons of buckets of cum would fill in? And you had Tanner. Help Tanner Reed. Tanner help you with the math on that. I it was so it was too much for me. It was disgusting. Yeah, it it, it grossed me out. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just <laughs> just establishing that that little tiny boundary there. So I don't want to think about um like fire trucks full of jizz. You know what? If doing math <laughs> is I a do. crime, then arrest me and throw me in a ball gag. I'm just jizz math. I'm not against other kinds of math, but I don't I don't want to like calculate Jizz. Oh yeah, like the sexual SATs, you would yeah. not take them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Understood. Yep. I just want everything to evolve and flow, and I don't want to think about it too much. And you know, I mean, I'm glad we have a guest today who does think about it a lot and like destigmatizes and makes everything better and more open and communicative. Yeah, Ashley's really cool. The canisexual is our guest today, but you yes. knew that because you read the title. Yes, you did. Do you know who we have here? Our VIB. What do you think? Is gonna. Oh, I had a question for you before we get to the news. Okay. I was making a frozen pizza, mm-hmm. and the frozen pizza said, put it directly in the oven. Excuse <laughs> me, put it directly in the oven. And I was like, oh, there's like, um, there's, there's what are the bake, baking trays? And there's also pizza stones, mm-hmm. and then there's oven grates. Mm-hmm. And putting it on the oven ga- grate, it's like raw dogging it. Do you put pizza directly on the oven grate, I, or do you always put it on something? I have, like, my head is hurting right now because I had, like, 16 images when you were talking just then. Because I think that you're talking about, did you say baking tray? Yeah. This is like a cookie sheet? A cookie sheet! Okay. And then I know pizza stones. And then the oven grate, I think, is just the, the rack that goes in the oven. Yeah. But you started out with... I had a frozen pizza and it said to put it in the oven. I just pictured this little frozen pizza with a face like <laughs> looking at you and you being really stoned and like looking down at the frozen pizza and being like, what do I do with you? And the frozen pizza looking back up and being like, put me in the oven. <laughs> so it has these little pepperoni eyes. Yeah. <laughs> a little pepper for a smile. You yeah. Know? Some little cheese eyelashes. <laughs> so anyway, my uh, answer to your question is that I put it directly on the rack, the oven rack, mm-hmm. unless I'm making it with fresh dough at home, and then I put it on the pizza stone, which I have, because I'm kind of fancy like that. That's cool. I know. Thank you. That's awesome. I was awesome. really excited to get a pizza stone. I inherited it from um, the person who lived here before I lived here. He left it for me. Whoa. I know. That's a find. I know. That's a bit of a treasure to leave behind. I know. I've inherited some really good things. I also inherited this uh, nice rug that we're sitting on. Oh, I thought you were pointing to Archie. <laughs> oh, yes. And I inherited this dog from my sister and this cat from my other friends. So I inherit things. That's you know. kind of what a, having a baby is like. You're like inheriting a baby from the universe. Yeah, I guess. You're inheriting a baby from your ovaries meeting with that sperm and then popping out your vagina. Yeah. You're signing up for a new soul to inherit. Yeah. That's crazy to it's think a lot. about. Man, this ooh, weed is time. <laughs> New York is having weed soon. Do you want to get to the news? Let's get to the news. Okay, but first we have a beautiful sponsor in OCB. Yes, OCB. The Grubble Gazette is presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918, which is before podcasting was invented. <laughs> OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, no GMOs, and no chlorine. All OCB materials are sustainably farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy. That's what's up. I know. Keeping the world fresh? Mm -hmm. Mm. OCB introduced the world to the first natural rolling paper crafted from pure organic hemp grown in Champagne, France. Ah, French Champagne, which I always like to say because of that Orson Welles ad, which if you haven't seen it, just look up Orson Welles Champagne commercial. Um, Just as Mother Nature intended, trust your premium legal leaf to the finest natural and sustainably crafted rolling papers in the world. Don't put your champagne in a solo cup. Enjoy your entire smoking experience with OCB premium hemp rolling papers. Visit OCBUSA.com and follow OCB on Instagram at OCBUSA. And if you like Weed and Grub and you like us, then please support us by supporting our sponsors. And OCB, they're great people who want you to put good things in your body. So 
buy their stuff because <laughs> we believe in them and thank you for rocking with us. Yeah. Well said, Mike. Awesome. And that- it's they're presenting such a great segment this week because the news is so good. The news, as reported by MarijuanaMoment.net and many other outlets, because it is big news coming to you from New York, is that the New York Senate has approved a marijuana legalization bill. It passed in the Senate, and a floor vote in the Assembly uh, is also expected. It is so exciting. It's going to change the game in a state that has been responsible for a majority of the drug arrests in this country. So it's just a huge fucking deal. That stop and frisk that happened when yeah. cannabis was illegal was evil. It's destroyed generations of lives, and now this bill will make it uh, legal. For, you know, well, we can go through a little bit of what it's actually going to do, but it's just so fantastic because it's been a long time in the making and it's stalled out several times. I'm really excited to actually have a lawyer on really soon. We've got a great guest coming up who's going to join us to talk about uh, New York legalization and what it means and, you know, how it, how long it has taken and what is really behind getting this to pass. Absolutely, it's been a lot of work by a lot of amazing on the ground activists and advocates. Yeah. Shout out activists and advocates making this happen. So many people are like, how do we get the world to listen? And Mm -hmm. it's people on the fucking ground floor screaming so loud for all the right reasons. So thank you, everyone, for making this possible. Yeah. Thank Mm. you so much for all your hard work. And there's still plenty of work to be done. And when legalization is actually in place, there's still going to be work to be done to tweak it and continue to make it work for the people who passed it in the first place. It never ends, 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 (laughs) ends, ends. Yeah. Like here in California, when Prop 64 passed, a lot of people were, you know, thought that that was just going to be the done deal and we'd have legal weed in California for adult use as well as the medical. And it's, uh, it's super problematic and, and, you know, it needs to be super refined and there's a lot of, uh, you know, fighting about it. And of course, bureaucracy works so slowly that no fix is quick. So I hope New York, as they implement it, uh, get it right. Well, you know? what are some of the hits? Let's so play the hits. A summary of some of the main components of the marijuana legalization bill are that adults and 21, adults 21 and older will be able to possess and buy products from licensed retailers, which are expected to open sometime next year. Effective immediately, there will be no penalties for public possession of up to three ounces of weed or 24 grams of concentrates. Huge. And people Huge. can store up to five pounds of cannabis at home. Okay. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. That's What's really the deal big. with home grow and things like, and releasing people from prison who don't deserve to be there in the first place? Oh, adults will also be able to cultivate up to six plants for personal use, three of which can be mature. And you, if, you're, if you're a home grower and you actually know how to do it, like a, three mature plants can produce a lot of cannabis. So that's absolutely fantastic. You can have a maximum of 12 plants per household with more than one adult. And then people with convictions for marijuana-related activity made legal under this legislation will automatically have their records expunged. Wow. Wow. Um, there are prote- cool. protections against discrimination in housing. There will be a system of licenses for cultivators, processors, distributors, retailers, all, all the way up and down. Uh, social consumption sites and delivery services would be permitted, which is fantastic, meaning that you'll be able to, you know, like open a smoking lounge. Damn. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a new Office of Cannabis Management. I'm sure they'll be hiring if you're interested in getting involved. Absolutely. And it uh, sets a goal of having 50% of marijuana business licenses issued to social equity applicants, which is the most important. I mean, you know, I think a lot of legalization, you know, needs to turn the attention to making reparations to the communities that have been most harmed by it being made illegal in the first place. Um, there's going to be massive tax revenue from sales of weed that will cover uh, a bunch of stuff, including um, giving back to communities and, you know, supporting all sorts of schools and, you know, ed- drug education. And, um, there's going to be uh, new laws in place for actually policing weed. Like police aren't going to be able to stop you just because they smell cannabis. Um, yeah. That's a big deal it's too. It's huge. It's I hate fantastic. that knock on the door when they pull you over for driving. They're like, I smell something. We're going to search your car, probable cause. And you're like, you don't smell anything. You're just using the law to try and find somebody and then get a pat on the back for lying. Yeah. That's how that feels. I will also say that I have always kind of been mad at New York because I feel like they've been so late to the game for so long when mm-hmm. the rest of the country is coming online. But hearing all of the bullet points you just read about what they are doing, they might be late, but it's never too late to start doing it right. And it sounds like they're on the right track. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think so. And, you know, they, they are following in the footsteps of so many states now that have 
at this point, you know, Colorado and Washington have data stretching back years. So you can actually, if you're, you know, a state legislator, wondering like, how is it going to work? What is it going to look like? What is it going to do for my state? Go to Colorado and look at what they've done with their tax money and look at how the drug abuse statistics have actually lowered as people have more access to cannabis as a safe medicine. You know, the statistics- And kids aren't buying as much because it's right. like legal now. And <laughs> like uh, everything that you've been told is going to happen, it's been the reverse. Right. And it's been good. Yep. It's facts. fantastic. And I can't wait to come to New York and hang out with all of my friends in New York who I love so much, who I know love weed, and just like smoke up and, you know, have a dinner party and like just celebrate yeah. how long it's been and how far everyone has come and what can happen. Next, it's the, you know, the green rush. And as soon as you said come to New York, all I could think was about coming. <laughs> and so it's just... I, what is the spring, yo? Is the spring, the spring is in the air. Spring is in the air. Like, you know what? I just had a total God. image of like flying to New York, getting a limo from the airport, going and getting a great hotel room somewhere like on the Lower East Side, going up to the rooftop, lighting a joint, looking at that New York skyline and feeling like that energy of that city that I love so much. I think of all the places I've ever lived, New York has felt the most like home. And even though I love LA, I'm so excited to come back to New York and just like toast and spark up and like, you know, shout out to Danko and yeah. Claw Money and like, like, let's just get a group of friends together. And Can sesh. I add to your uh, hotel room fantasy? Please. As you're smoking up and looking over the skyline, there's a knock on the door mm-hmm. and somebody wheels in a cloche and underneath the cloche is a thick Peter Luger hamburger with mm-hmm. steak cut fries and four different dips, maybe a ranch, a Dijon, a ketchup, and a wild card home aioli with some kind of garlic switch. I was hoping you would say aioli. Hell yes, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that to me is my New York fantasy, is a burger being wheeled over to the bedside while I'm smoking a joint with the skyline. Yeah, there's a great place called, uh, uh, I think it's just called the Burger Joint. And it's inside oh, I thought it was the- your brain. No. It's a great place called My Mind. <laughs> you should definitely j- enjoy. I'm, I mean, eating out New York in general, eating out, hey, hey, going to New York <laughs> and, and, and dining is one of my favorite things. And there's a place that I used to love to go that's a burger joint inside the Parker Meridian Hotel. Have you heard about this place? No. It's so great because it's hidden. So you like walk into the Parker Meridian, which is so, schmancy and you go all the way to the back of the lobby and then there's this little door and you open it up and it's like a little um kind of black room that feels like an old school tiny diner and it's a it's a burger joint and it's you know secret in the sense that it's not obvious from the street or obvious when you're so fun but it is yeah it's kind of tucked away and that's the best burger i've had in new york whoa a secret burger Mm -hmm. yo if you would have told me (laughs) if i were to ask what's your favorite burger in new york and Mm -hmm. you went the secret burger at the parker meridian (laughs) in the burger joint it's great yeah, Jeez, don't sleep on that. If it's still open, I don't even know. But I hope so. I hope so. I hope it survived. But, you know, regardless, I'll eat a burger wherever it's from and smoke a joint and look at that skyline with you, Mike. Hell yeah, I'll do that with you too, Mary Jane. Awesome. Also, if you can get good weed at that burger joint and that also is like adding to their income, I'm all yeah. about the time when food is allowed to be served next to cannabis and not in separate rooms. We're please, getting there. Please, God. It would be so great to just like... Yeah, order uh, an eighth of sour diesel with your, you know, steak tartare. It's fantastic. Or whatever. No, steak tartare is a weird thing to eat when that's you're That's crazy. I know. Sorry, that was a mistake. With You are my... horny because that's like loose, mm, raw God, flesh. And... Meaty. Oh, God. <laughs> with my um, very healthy falafel wrap, I would like to order an eighth of sour diesel. Thank you. Falafel wraps are great because they're such great walking sandwiches. The, the perfect walking sandwich. You're yeah. so right. It's, yeah. you know, like, I, it's, oh man. And they feel good for your body. I mean, that, like I'm saying steak tartare, I'm like, I actually don't want to eat that because I don't want to eat so much meat. I want to eat something that feels good going in, that feels green going in, that's good for my cells, that's making my cells feel less like they're all, you know, water balloon wobbly <laughs> and like they're a little tighter, tighter and more um, beach ball. Get you your know, cells tight. Taut. Yeah. Get my cells tight with a falafel wrap. I'm doing <laughs> it. I'm going to work them out. Hell yes. That's exciting. Yeah. Nice. Congrats, New York. We love you. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's real. The big apple and you can like smoke out of the apple now. That's Uh fucking (laughs) tight. What else is popping? What else is popping? Well, speaking of weed, we've got some great weed that I've been smoking all day, which is why my legs are kicking like a little kid. (laughs) Shout out to Lake Grade. Yes. 
Um, your sativa spring cleaning is my world right now. Thank you so much. I will take your flower and I will put it in some OCB rolling papers and I will actually hang pictures on my wall and do my dishes and make my bed and do my laundry and fold my laundry instead of just digging around for the underwear in the clean basket and putting that on. I'll actually go two steps and go basket to drawer to me. And that is like a new me for March, like taking my clean laundry and putting it back. Ooh, I like that. That's so a ringing much. endorsement for good weed, right? That is a ringing endorsement for good weed. I also will say I just smoked uh, one of the sativa pre-rolls and went on an evening stroll in that like perfect magic hour where the golden liquid sunlight is pouring through that sort of pinky blue sky. And I came upon this tree that looked like midsummer. Did you, I mean, it's I mean, on your IG story. You saw the movie. Yeah. yeah. I just put it on my IG story because it was so beautiful and I had to stop and wonder at it because I was perfectly stoned and the light was so great and it stretched all the way up. I don't know what kind of tree it is, but it stretched all the way up into this beautiful wide green canopy and then these perfect like silver long limbs coming in da- down into a trunk that was just surrounded and suffused by, I think, bougainvillea. Ooh. So it just looked like this floral explosion of this like tree giant. It was amazing. It just That's blew so my mind. Pretty. And it was so nice to appreciate it more because I was perfectly stoned with this uh, sativa pre-roll. Wow. Yeah. Man. So if you want to try a great weed, go to Ease and go to Lake Grade. It's available all over California and it's going to be available at Sweet Flower Dispensaries as well. And there's no more endorsement I can think of than it'll make you put your laundry away and make you appreciate trees. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Also, there's a link in our bio on Instagram if you want to go there. Heck yes. Yeah. Let's get to our buds of the week. Let's do it. You want to go first or second? Um, I'm going to pull mine up on my phone. Okay. I'll go first. My bud of the week is elevate jane at elevate jane on ig elevate jane has 420 posts (laughs) um it's an e-commerce website but they're doing really cool stuff with our friend rachel Verkins at smoke sip saver another great follow uh and we are helping them out with it so this week there's a a competition it's a virtual cannabis cook-off and it's called the elevated eight and they've got chefs competing in brackets and we are judges and so i'm just so excited about it you can go to elevate jane and check out the cook-off and check out all of the great photos as they come through. We've got a couple of amazing judges along with us, Gabe Kennedy and um, Edith Katie. Shout out Katie. Your friend Katie. And we um, are going to be judging food from amazing chefs, including our friend Christina, Baking with Chickens. Friend of the show, guest of the show, we'll come back. We have to hang. (laughs) So that was just like a bunch of buds of the week, but the main one is Elevate Jane. Follow on IG. Yeah, and now we're going to get like four steak tartars to judge, and that's okay. We do want those. So, yo, if you are making that for us to judge, please hook that up. I do love a good steak tartare. It's true. I do too. Mm-hmm. Man, there's something. You want to talk about hot plumbers? Mm. Another hot one for me mm-hmm. is a um, a chef with a double knife on the meat. Oh. Like two cleavers going and really tataring it. Yeah. Whoa. That's a good one. Yeah. I would get naked and get under those knives. That's like a weird cannibal fucking fantasy that I have. I don't know. Sorry to interrupt your butt of the week, Mike. Who is it? My butt of the week this week is Kelly Blackheart. Kelly is awesome. Follow her at Kelly Blackheart. Heart is H-E-A-R-T. She's a great friend who I met at a weed party, and we got super stoned, had a bunch of laughs, and then she invited Mary Jane and I on the podcast she co-hosts with uh, Forrest. It's the Jim Jeffries podcast. I don't know about that. And Kelly asked us to be on as weed experts, and that dropped Tuesday of this week, if you're listening the last week in March. We had a blast. Thank God Mary Jane was there to be a weed expert and for me to say like a couple things and be like, "Uh uh-huh, because that's exactly how that should go. And Kelly, I hope that I get to know you more and we can hang finally and smoke more weed. And then all three of us can hang because Kelly's funny as fuck. And she has a twin and her parents used to work at the White House. There's a lot to go into. So follow Kelly on IG at Kelly Blackheart. And I can't wait till we can hang again. I can't wait either. I'm so excited. I feel like uh, the roster of picnics this summer is going to be, you know, we're going to have some like really good sessions in the park with new friends, you know. I might go plate shopping. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of like nice picnic plates in my future. Paper plates are bad for the earth. So I might get like a couple black plates for prosciutto to lay on. I might get a couple black plates for like gooey cheeses to rest on and melt in the summer sun because that's a sexy plate of food. I would like to get some wooden plates, you know? Whoa, yeah. Yeah. 
I think that that would be a nice nice move for a park picnic to have some char- charcuterie laid out on a little wooden platter. Mm-hmm. Would you lazy Susan that platter? Because I've never seen a lazy Susan picnic, but it feels so obvious. I mean, I don't want to get up from where I'm lying on that picnic blanket to like lean over to get it. Yeah, lazy Susan the shit out of that. Just spin it like yeah, a queen. That's what I want. I want a lazy Susan picnic wooden platter. That sounds great. And the other hand, you have one of those grabbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just lying on my side. Those like, robo grabbers uh, to just feed yourself. Come with. and give me pickles in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get to our very important bud? Our VIB, Ashley Manta, the canisexual. Yes, Ashley is on IG at canisexual. She's an unmissable follow and a public figure in the weed world and the sex world. She is an award winning sex and relationship coach. She's a great hang. She's a fun bright spirit in the world. I don't know. I just loved talking to her. I know you were on her podcast, Elevated Intimacy, which is also a wonderful listen. She makes you be honest, and I appreciated that. We had an honest conversation about sex. She was very honest today mm-hmm. on the pod. Um, she gets you. She she cracks the nut of your mind. <laughs> oh, she's a nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Without further ado, here is our interview with Ashley Manta, the canisexual. What up, Ashley Manta? Rhymes with Santa, the can of sexual. How are you? I am so good. I'm so thrilled to be talking with both of you. I just enjoy your energy deeply, which is a very Southern California thing to say, but it's true. I'm happy to be here. I mean, I have so many questions. I, I guess I really want to start with for our listeners, yes. just about you, who you are. I mean, the can of sexual, you know, everybody needs to know and follow you if they don't already, you know, get on it immediately. But like, could you just give us a little sort of a, a, a nutshell about who you are and what you do? Absolutely, I can. So for everyone meeting me for the first time, hello. I am a sex and relationship coach. I am the creator of Canisexual, which is a word that I made up and then trademarked, uh, which refers to mindfully and deliberately combining sex and cannabis to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure, whether you are solo or partnered. I am a certified body sex facilitator with Betty Dodson uh, through her amazing work, uh, who just passed away last year. And I've been a sex educator since 2007, which according to my math means I've been doing this for 14 years, which totally freaks me out a little bit, but I love it so much. And like my favorite thing to do is just geek out on pleasure and consent and like how to make sex awesome because I have had mediocre sex for a lot of my life. And ever since I got into my late 20s, early 30s, I have been having spectacular sex and I want that for everyone. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Super yes, please. If you're listening to this podcast, I think you should sit down wherever you are. Yeah. Yes. And I'd also like to apologize for all the mediocre sex uh, that I was helping people have <laughs> in my 20s as well. This that's, is a good time to say it. Wow. That's actually really cool to like take ownership of. I mean, I certainly per, like uh, participated in... Uh, stereotyping like adding to you know faking orgasms you know pretending that I was into someone just for to to, you know get away with something like you know being in a dangerous situation and actually pretending that I liked someone instead of getting like there's a lot of bad stuff that I have also perpetuated so as did I we could all take ownership over our the parts that we played in our mediocre sex experiences and we can take this moment in time as the catalyst to the new chapter of our lives where we have fucking awesome sex. Are you saying that there is no uh, real need to ever have bad sex again? Like once you get to a certain place in your life, is that your experience? Like you can just sort of stop stop it at any moment and say this isn't working for me? I think you can stop it at any moment and say this isn't working for me. I think it's important to have a lot of communication and self-awareness most importantly. I think that it takes time to unlearn many years of socialization and poor education around how bodies work and what sex is quote unquote supposed to look like and and all of that. But yes, I think if you make up your mind and say, I am never going to have unsatisfying sexual experiences again and stick to it where like if you happen to find yourself in one that you're like, hey, this isn't working for me. Let's stop. That sounds so scary. Terrifying. Like to really stop something. And, you know, because I think my my terror in that lies in my partner thinking that it's about them, that I'm judging them for their, mm-hmm. you know, touching me or, you know, how, mm-hmm. how they're love and, and when it's really, 
it should be you just being able to say, I'm, I'm not feeling this right now. Yes. Learning how to not take rejection personally, I think, is one of the huge lessons in adulthood that you kind of take it as redirection. Like when you are driving down the road and you miss your turn and your GPS is like, wait, you know, make a U-turn and go back. You don't feel like, oh, God, I'm such a shit human. I missed the turn. You're like, oh, whoops. OK, let me just make a couple corrections and we're on our way. I think that's a much healthier way of approaching rejection and, and instead of making it like there's something wrong with me. Well, then let's talk about the how. Like, let's just get right into the how. Like, how right. do I say what I like or don't like? How do you talk to people in your life that you're having sex with so that you're both on the same page and not hurting each other's feelings and saying what you want? I mean, I think the most important thing is the last thing you said. You have to say what you want. And and so to do that, you have to know what you want. That's a really important factor. I've, I've heard so many people be like, oh, I don't care. Like, whatever we do is fine. Like, whatever you're into. And it's like, what a disempowered way of approaching a sexual interaction. Like, mm -hmm. really? You have no preferences at all? So you're fine with me sticking my foot into your ass? Oh, you mm -hmm. do have limits. Okay, good. Some of it comes from having like a solid sense of self-worth. Like you are worthy of advocating for and your preferences and needs matter. And so for you to say like, this is something I'm into or this is something I want, it's valid whether or not your partner's up for that. Like I've got a pretty hot daddy girl fantasy that like that is my jam. That is what I my go to when I'm in like role play interactions. And there are plenty of people that that just doesn't do it for. That's fine. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with my kink. It just means that that's not a thing that we're going to explore together. Who do you find yourself needing to talk to the most to really break out of their sort of ossified way of thinking when it comes to sex? Is it like... I just am interested in like who you feel needs the most sort of deconstructing and rebuilding as a, as a group of people. I mean, everyone, but especially heterosexual people. Right. Um, queer people tend to already kind of have that sort of outside the box, like let's get a little bit more creative about what pleasure looks like and what bodies look like because there isn't like a, a dominant queer narrative of like what queer sex is supposed to look like because there's so many variables. But with heterosexual sex, you see so much in porn that people think, because that's the only exposure they had to sexuality growing up, besides like abstinence-only bullshit in high school, that that's their whole benchmark for what successful sex is supposed to look like. And so it's so much unlearning. Literally, I was having a conversation the other day with someone who was almost 60 years old, and I she was like, tell me about squirting. And I was like, yeah, you know, it comes out of the urethra. And she's like, are you serious? I thought it came out of the vagina. Mm -hmm. I was like, how did you get to that age and not know that squirting comes out of the urethra? But then I'm like, oh, right, because nobody fucking talks about that. Also, the fact that a six-year-old person would be interested in learning about squirting is uh, amazing. Shifting and and like learning new stuff at any age, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can speak to people who are experiencing their sexuality at any point in their life. All points in their lives. And yeah, curiosity is is awesome. And so like, it, it's totally okay that she had that misconception. And like, I have empathy for that. And I'm glad she was asking the questions. But like my the other, sex, the sex educator part of my brain was just like, we are failing as a society that like people don't have basic information about their bodies and how they work. And that, like, we get so fixated on these things that we see and, like, people think that squirting means orgasm. It doesn't always mean orgasm. Sometimes it just happens. Interesting. I didn't know that. Right? And so, like, there's a lot of people, especially, like, cisgender heterosexual guys who are like, I'm going to make you squirt. And that's going to be, like, an indicator of what an amazing lover I am. And yep. it's like, nope. Some people are going to squirt no matter what you do. Some people are not going to squirt no matter what you do. And it's often not correlated with orgasm. So, like, let's just take the pressure off around squirting. I wanted to ask you is, like, is porn good? Because I had to unlearn some shit from that. And yeah. I, I would say that I, I had an encounter with someone who I think had exclusively been raised on porn. And it was deeply disturbing to me because I was like, if you think that the jackhammer as your one move is going to work out for either of us that's just not a good situation <laughs> so yeah oh god porn <sighs> is really valuable as fantasy if you watch it knowing that what you're seeing is not real it's like the, the sex educator thing that we like to say is watching porn to learn how to have sex is like watching the fast and the furious to learn how to drive Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, you're you're literally watching sci-fi. So, like, you're not going to watch Lord of the Rings and be like, why can't I light trees on fire with my mind? But we watch porn and expect to be able to recreate that in real life when you're literally watching professional athletes and actors. 
with completely staged sets and like the lube is tucked around the corner of the pillow and their angles are such that you can get the perfect camera angle and not necessarily the perfect pleasure angle. I've spent a lot of time on porn sets. Some of my dearest friends are porn stars. Yeah. I've had sex with porn stars. I promise you that the sex that you have with a porn star offset is very different than the sex that you have with a porn star on set. Is there anywhere that you direct people to find what you might consider ethical porn or like, yeah. you know, sort of, yeah, where where do I find that? <laughs> I mean, the good news is most porn has gotten a lot more ethical in recent years. There's a lot of oversight in the industry. Um, you're seeing a lot more like empowered sets where people really care about consent. And like, obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. But by and large, it's gotten a lot better. I would say the best, no surprise, is queer porn. Uh, my favorite is from a company called Pink and White. It's called the Crash Pad series. Um, Shine Louise Houston is a, a woman of color um, who's the director. And it is a fantastic series. People use barriers. There's all different kinds of bodies pubic hair, gloves, negotiation in the moment. And like you're seeing all the things that I want people to see when they're having porn. But for like a more mainstream audience, Jessica Drake has a wicked guide to various sex acts from like fellatio to cunnilingus to tantric sex to plus side sex to even senior sex. And she's also a sex educator in addition to being a porn performer. And so she actually has like voiceover where she breaks things down and, and talks about how it's all working. I love when we were on that panel together for uh, Valentine's Day, you said something about making sure that all the laundry was folded first because that would allow you to like just, you know, feel truly free in the moment. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like have a clean bathroom. Make yes. sure your shower is clean to go in afterwards. I love that so Absolutely. much. Like preparing your space as well as your body and your, you know. For sure. Yeah. Like some people don't give a shit and that's cool if that's you. And you're like, I couldn't care less if there was a pile of laundry all around me as long as I'm like getting my jollies. Cool. Good for you. But if you have a partner who's super type A and like out of the corner of their eye, they're looking at that that wayward sock that's hanging down like that's taking them out of the moment. And presence is such a crucial part of like having really extraordinary sexual experiences like this deep presence and like empathic communication and and really just showing up fully with each other and not thinking about your to-do list or that pile of dishes in the sink or whatever else is going on. I want to ask you a little bit about red flags and triggers because you referred yeah. to your trauma. I, I don't talk about it too much on here, but I received a diagnosis of PTSD uh, several years ago, and I've used plant medicine uh, as, as you know to treat myself, and also love introducing it into my sex life. But I know for a lot of people who have trauma in their past, that uh, introducing any sort of consciousness-altering substance into sex is scary. Mm -hmm. And so I just wonder, like, what words of advice you have for them, for us, for me, to do it yeah. safely, and what red flags to look out for. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you asked that. It's it's a really important topic. And as someone who also has PTSD, I feel you. Um, I think the place to start is with solo sex. If you're going to be working in altered headspace, play with yourself first because then you know how your body responds. You're totally safe. You have complete control over your environment and all the variables in it. And then it's not like a question mark of how am I going to react? What's this going to feel like? I don't know. How are you going to react? Are you going to listen to me? Like all of that is set aside and you're just, okay, I know what's happening. I know how it's going to feel. I used this exact thing before at this dose and this is how long it took to kick in and this is what I felt, like kind of the trajectory of the high. And so now I can go into this partnered space with a lot more data and I'm going to talk to you about it and say this is kind of what I'm expecting and if things go awry – this is what that might look like. If you start to see me staring off into space or I'm not really responsive or you're just like kind of not feeling me, stop, check in with me and then like ask me how I'd like to be taken care of or I know cognitively that I tend to like, you know, touch or water or no touch. And so having that conversation in advance I think is really helpful. And, you know, as far as red flags go, if you have a partner who's like, this is too much work, let's just do it, that's a red flag. Well. Wow. Fuck yeah. How how do you continue to grow? You know what you like. So how do you keep it growing and interesting and keep yourself evolving? Oh, that's such a good question because it does actually shift over time. Like 
I've been with the same partner for six years and we're both non-monogamous. We've both had other partners and our intimacy has shifted so profoundly in so many different ways over the course of that six year trajectory that like even though the quality has remained consistent or improved, like I, the other day I looked at him and I was like, how does it keep getting better? <laughs> a lot of that is because we are both super self-aware and we process shit and we have conversations where like we walked up to get poke the other day and I was like, so tell me for you, what makes sex worth wanting? And he's like, hmm, let me think about that. And then we had a dialogue about it. And we listened to podcasts together. And we read nerdy books about sex together. And, you know, he has other lovers and has experiences with them. And then comes back and he's like, I just had a really cool experience. Can I tell you about it? And and same with me. Like, I'll try something new. And I'll be like, I just discovered this thing that I can do. And do you want to see? And so it's a lot of ongoing dialogue, I think, is part of what keeps things fresh and and continuing to challenge expectations and assumptions where like just because Ooh. this was a thing that you were into a month ago, that may not be a thing that you want today. No matter how much you like something, if you love filet mignon, you probably don't want it three meals a day every single day for a year. I think the gold standard for me growing up, I was like maybe 14 or 15 when I heard that um, Sting and Trudy Styler, his wife, were having tantric sex. And they were talking about it, which was crazy at that time. I mean, no one was openly talking about sex. And definitely not talking about like having sex for hours on end while staring into each other's eyes. Or Mm -hmm. the idea that sex wasn't necessarily penetrative and all that kind of stuff so do you see beyond yourself like do you sort of point to anyone where you're like you know this is what you should look to to emulate like is there anyone out there that to you right now is having the gold standard like relationship or (laughs) who's your sting like who's your your sting (laughs) I mean honestly sting and Trudy are totally you know on the on the the goals and and the aspirations list but Here's a little bit of a mind fuck. I try really hard not to emulate other people's sex lives. Damn right. It's the best answer. Because <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like if I look at, you know, what I'm seeing on Instagram and I've had it's weirdly in the last year, like three of my couples goals, couples have either gotten divorced or like had horrible breakups. Wow. And it's been like oh shit, like I, I put them on this pedestal, like they really have it figured out and dialed in and they know what's going on and they have this like long-term lasting loving relationship and then it like exploded into smithereens and I was like, oh. I just want to repeat what you said because I've never heard it before. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. That is not an original quote. I forget who said that first. I want to say it was like Eleanor Roosevelt, but yes. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I really needed to hear it though. Because, you know, not, not only in what we're talking about, but just life. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a great point to keep in mind. If you, if I tell you that, like, I'm really into this fantasy and you're like, that does nothing for me. And it does such nothing for me that, like, I can't even be around you because it, like, freaks me out that you're into that. Wow. Thank you so much for saving me time. Because, like, I, that was going to come out sooner or later. And I would much rather that come out on the front end. So we know we're just not well suited for each other we're, we're not compatible in those ways and like how wonderful to know that I think that's something that I really learned about in a relationship that I um, kind of ran from because it was a really bad situation and I was kept in that relationship for a very long time with the promise of holding things over me and 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 you know and I ultimately with that person I think truly got free when I just decided to talk about everything openly often on here or you know just with friends or you know just like truly not not allowing those secrets to keep me controlled or make me sick which mm-hmm. they were yeah. and I think that yeah like if I, I I just if I were ever to encounter someone who would threaten me with right. my bedroom behavior I would absolutely I think hope that I would be able to own it publicly and be like, yeah, I, I do enjoy uh, fucking pot roast play with carrots and turnips. That's my thing. <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> Which uh-huh. honestly, that sounds really good. It does sound really good. <laughs> pot roast play? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Is that when somebody like just rubs a little bit of shredded meat down your chest or like how, what's what's going yeah, on? That's, shredded, that's like caramelized onions on my nipples and a turnip <laughs> in my butt, I think. <laughs> well, okay, so... I'm going to put on my anal safety hat for a second. <laughs> oh, thank God. If you're putting anything in your ass, 
<laughs> it should have a base because you don't want to be having to try like search and rescue in the emergency room. You want to be able to pull it out. Um, and in terms of the front side, if you happen to have a vulva, no food items. Whipped cream, chocolate sauce, honey, any of that shit should go anywhere near your vulva because sugar is a breeding ground for yeast. So nothing without a base goes in your ass. Nothing with sugar and it goes in your front. So the onions on the nipples are totally fine. That's approved. Okay, good. Awesome. (laughs) So, I mean, a lot of uh, our listeners are in places where they don't have access to all the wonderful things that we are lucky enough to have here. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think that I'm hearing you say, you know, whatever you can get your hands on and, you know, try by yourself and with your partner works. But do you have any sort of um, tips for folks who are in non-legal states to experiment with cannabis in a in a safer way? You can make your own infused oils. Um, you can either get fancy and get like the Levo oil infuser or you could do it in a crock pot with mason jars. And, you know, you grind up your flour, throw it in the oven at 200 degrees for half an hour, shake it around. Another half an hour, that decarboxylates it. Put it in the plant-based oil of your choice, whether it's coconut oil, olive oil, whatever. Throw it into a crock pot for a few hours. Nice. And now you have oil for your vag, oil for your body. You can make bath bombs. If you use uh, coconut oil that's solid at room temperature, you can make suppositories. I've never thought about making your own suppositories. We talk a lot about boofing on here and things. The idea that you could um, safely and... Um, like try it at home before you spend $80 on a company possibly or something like that is a really cool tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't that many options uh, for cannabis suppositories as far as I it's know true. for you. And then there's, have you heard of Hello Again? I have not um, heard of Hello Again, but that's a good to know. A, a pair of um, uh, women who uh, launched a line of suppositories for peri and post, like menopausal women. Love that. And uh, it's great. They have like different, uh, CBD to THC ratios and you know it's, it's wonderful to see them being aimed not only at sexuality but just sexual wellness for women because I've for sure. experienced some like serious relief from pelvic pain with suppositories they're so good it. my friends in the endometriosis swear by suppositories uh, care by design is another company that I know makes uh, THC infused suppositories and all of you are listening companies and you should all be working with Ashley. Yes. So let's just put that into the air and call that That'd out. That'd be cool. <laughs> Weirdly though, like these days, and I mean, obviously if you're a company and you want to pay me, like please reach out. But like I looked at my breakdown of how I made money last year and the biggest chunk was brand stuff and then coaching and then courses. And I'd really want my coaching to be like the biggest part of my income because that's the part of the work I enjoy the most. I thought that... Uh Betty Dodson got some great uh, press with the Goop yes, she series, did. which, you know, is incredible for more people to know about her and her work. And you having worked with her, I would love to hear more about her from your perspective, not just from that particular perspective that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow offered. But it would be really amazing to have a docu-series made about the work you're doing in the weed community and sexual health and wellness. Like, let's get that going. Well, so I actually did film with a documentary crew last year uh, oh. that sh- <laughs> should be coming out this year. I mean, the, my portion okay, is going to like, be I a, have a great idea. <laughs> no, it's a really good idea. And weirdly enough, I actually did get interviewed for that Goop episode. Um, oh, fuck. Betty's protege, Carlin, talked to Netflix and they were like, oh, you should talk to Ashley. And then the segment that I got interviewed with got cut which is fine like whatever it was a cool experience I got to go to goop headquarters and that was neat um but this documentary should be coming out in the next couple months hopefully and it'll showcase my work around like women's retreats and and using cannabis to like help women feel empowered in their sexuality and their bodies and so if everything goes well that will kind of put me on the map in a more mainstream way Oh, fuck yeah. yes 100 percent. i should. can't wait to see it i'm so glad to hear that like it's already happened in, in the can <laughs> yeah thank you can you share your plugs uh with us please so everyone knows where to find you and anything that you have coming up absolutely i can uh you can find me on instagram at canasexual on twitter at the canasexual my podcast is called elevated intimacy and is available on all the podcast networks i would definitely check out the uh, episode that i did with mike mary jane i'd love to have you on also and hey. I am really excited about three big offerings that I have coming up. One is that I'm doing an online sex magic intensive called Activating Your Cosmic Pussy. And that's going to be starting up in May. It is open to 10 women. 
and you will join the sisterhood of the cosmic pussy so you'll get to meet the folks from my last intensive it's an incredible community of people and then in the fall this this is the first public time that i'm i'm uh advertising this so you heard it here first folks on weed and grub i'm going to be hosting two retreats in jamaica at coral cove way in the fall when it's safe and one is a couples retreat that my lover B and I are teaching together. That's going to be the week of Halloween. Uh, it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you'll fly home on Monday. And then the following week, from the 1st to the 8th of November, I'm going to have a women's retreat. And it's a cannabis-friendly resort. Also, psilocybin-friendly resort. So there's going to be lots of plant and fungi medicine available um if we sell out all the rooms we'll have the resort to ourselves so there's lots of cool things that we can do when we have the place to ourselves uh to be clear the couples retreat is not a swingers retreat but you will be invited to deeply connect with one another and really kind of ignite the spark again and and deepen your intimacy and uh my partner and i will be leading the way so those two things are my very exciting news wow wow that is so exciting i oh wow it's, i swallowed yeah i was like that's fun yeah. <laughs> please come and also um i, I want to just like double shout out your your um your socials because you're such a cool follow because I think you strike this balance between being very open and personable and feeling like I get to know you a bit but also just being like check out this dope toy or <laughs> check out this cool knowledge or check out this other account that is sharing good info like you uh you're the pro. You're the sex. You're the canisexual. What am I rambling on for? Yeah, and I love Thank the you. fact that you you really point to the people that I think deserve to be highlighted. When there's a lot of noise to cut through, that people can really look to you to sort of direct our attention to other awesome people doing good stuff in the industry. And I think that's so important. Thank you. And I'm so bad about this. I also wrote a book. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's called The CBD Solution Sex. Um, it has a lot of really great quotes from experts that I admire and and people whose work is really important to me and that I want to promote in the world. So definitely check that out. It's available on Amazon and also through Urban Outfitters. And I highly recommend it as like a primer to sex and cannabis. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for being our guest today. Like I want to have you on back again and again as you have I would love that. Yeah. You know what we'll do next time? What? Um, everyone will listen to this and then we'll set up another time and have you back. And if you wouldn't mind getting some listener questions and maybe seeing if we can um, help some people out there. Yes. Would that be cool? I would be so yeah. into that. Also, as soon as we all get vaccinated, I really want to come hang out with you guys because you make the most delicious looking food. And I want to have like some Iron Chef kind of situations going. Yeah. Pot roast. Yeah, pot roast. I'll make some. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to have sex with it before I serve it. So. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much. You can follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. WG at WeedandGrub.com is our email. Leave us a five-star review. Leave Ashley's podcast a five-star review on iTunes. It goes such a long way and means the world and always brightens all of our days. Uh, thank you again for coming and coming. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.